This morning, I want to talk about um, the missing link in prayer, the missing link in answer to prayer. And um, it's already 10, 10 hours. Um, you will forgive me because I think we will go beyond our time. Um, you see myself, most of the, this time I don't do it often. I, w- I will start again, I'm, I'm promising my wife. I forgot about, I, I never used to do this. Um, I, I, sorry, I used to do this a lot. Most of the times on a Sunday evening like today, I would go home and then I would take flour. You see, this is flour. I would take flour and I would put it in a bowl and uh, this is yeast. I know that some of you, when you see yeast, you, you're already seeing umkombot. Because this is one of the, one of the ingredients in umkombot. I know how to make umkombot. My, my grandmother used to make that stuff a lot. So you put yeast. But, but you also put yeast in the flour and uh, a bit of sugar. This is too much sugar. But it's just a few spoons of sugar. And then this is salt. And you, 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 you mix it in a nice bowl. And then you make a doll and you put water and you mix it, everything. And then you put it in the sun. Because of yeast, what happens is that then the dough becomes what? It, it grows, isn't it? It, it, like, it like matures, you know? And then you take that and I would make buns. My family loved that. Most of the times, that's what we ate for supper on Sunday. So, what it is, is that you, you see this. This is, I think, the smallest of the ingredients in the, in the whole business of making buns. But this stuff is what makes it grow. This stuff is what makes the door to become big, you know? And uh, if you miss this, no matter how much flour you put, what happens is that you will not actually even enjoy the buns. Why? Because they won't even taste nice, you know, because they lack yeast. So, why am I telling you about that? I'm talking about the importance of having all ingredients but missing one. Sometimes you may put yeast, you may put yeast, and after you put yeast, and then you forget salt. I can tell you, no matter how nice the mixture is, those buns will not be nice. Sometimes you miss sugar. When you miss sugar, it's going to be really, really, really not nice. Most of the times you can't miss flour. Flour is, is the main ingredient and most of the times I don't think you can mix salt, sugar and yeast and think you are making buns. I think it's not very possible. Now, what, is, what I'm saying this morning is that... Um, there is a missing link when it comes to a lot of people's prayer life because most of the times, many of us look at prayer 
the same way that we look at divination. You know when you go to a sangoma to go and do divination, if you want to kill a person at the sangoma, most of the times you don't tell the sangoma to give you the ability to kill the person. You tell the sangoma, uh, I want that one to go. Because in your mind, there is a power somewhere that must be activated so that that person must be killed. So in the same way, many of us approach prayer that way. With, we go to God and we ask him to do things. The problem is that God has done most of the things already. Many times, he will just tell you what you yourself has to go and do. Now, because in your mind, you are not attuned to that kind of thinking, most of the times you miss it. That is why when you pray for money, and God gives you an idea, you will miss it. Why? Because you are thinking you must find money on the road lying in a sack. Because in your mind, you are thinking that God should be approached the same way we approach a sangoma. We don't approach prayer that way. So many people approach God that way. So that is why there is that missing link in our prayers. Because we look at God to be in the, in, in the place, we, we have just made one move. We have just replaced ancestors with God. Hmm? We have just replaced how we approached our ancestors with how we approach God. So what we do is, if we want something, we just go to this God and we ask him, we give him a list and then after we give him a list, we go home and expect that somehow God is going to put the stuff together and bring it to you. It doesn't work that way in most cases. It doesn't work that way. And that is why today I want to show you the missing link in your prayer and in my prayer when we approach uh, prayer that way. So I want to do a quiz uh, this morning. And uh, th these things, uh, they can be used in somebody's house. You can use to make maguinhas. I want to ask a question for you to answer, and then the price is for you to get this. <laughs> so what is the missing link in prayer? What? Faith. No, it's not faith. A lot of people have faith, but in the wrong thing. They have faith in God, but even the faith that they have is that God will do what they have told God to do. So they have faith. What do you think is the missing link in prayer? Yes. Sorry? Listening for the answer. Many times God will tell you, you will listen, but you won't do. Any, anybody else who can, if you don't, I will take them home. I will use this to make my family maguinhas. Yes? Huh? Being specific. Many times you are so specific with the list. 
Yes, yes. Huh? Correction. Connection with God. Most of the times, if you're praying, you're already connected. <laughs> let's, let's, let's hear, uh, Mukadi. Huh? Action. Uh, action is very close, but that's not what I am looking for. But you are very, now we are getting there, yes. Huh? Belief is almost like the same with faith. Not being patient is there. You can imagine, yes, at the back there, the last one. Huh? Can somebody tell me that? Spiritual and position. Okay. We have failed. Uh, can I try one more? Yes. Can I try one more? Huh? Receiving? No. Last. Huh? Time? No. No. The missing, the missing link in prayer, the missing link in prayer is you. Every time you go to pray, you think that when God answers your prayer, it will come through another source. Every time you are praying, you think that when God answers that prayer, there is something that is going to happen out of the blue, and that thing is going to cause you to have the answer to prayer, and that is why a lot of times when people are giving testimonies, they can't give a testimony where they themselves did something. Even when it's God that told them to do it. Because they feel that when God is answering prayer, he should always answer prayer by a mysterious solution that does not involve, that does not involve you. To be honest with you, when God created us, he did not create us to live a mystical life. That's why he put us in a physical universe and our lives are physical, but our connection to the spiritual is a marriage between the spiritual and the physical. And when you are praying, I like to be attentive like... Uh, uh, my sister here has mentioned but your attentiveness or your attention must not be to which hand your attention should be to listen to an instruction of what God is going to say and tell you what you not anybody else need to do that is why people pray people pray God make me humble it's a wrong prayer. If you pray that God make you humble, God can make you humble, but it's dangerous. God has said in his way that be, be humble. You don't pray about it, you just be. 
You understand that? The reason why you are praying for being humble is because you think God is going to send a power in you and remove the pride. You, God can't remove your pride. Your pride will remain there even when you speak in tongues, even when you come to church every day until you yourself, you choose not to be proud. You understand that? Prayer to many people is an escape from responsibility. So we pray because we want God to do stuff that we ourselves need to do. It is wrong. We need to pray because we want to ask God what must we do. That is how prayer should be. You can't be going around, you know, uh, praying and giving a list to God for the things that God wants to do and all those things. And I'm going to prove it with, prayer, with, with a lot of scripture this morning. When David was attacked or any Israeli king was attacked in the Bible, he didn't pray that God should kill the enemies. Never. There are times when it was God himself who said, don't go to war. This one is my war. I will deal with it. But there are few times like that. And there are reasons why he did that. Many times when they got attacked. Sorry about that. that when, when, when the microphone was too close. We, we were taught in Bible school how to put a microphone. Not too close to the mouth, you know. But, but somewhere there. So, the, 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 the children of Israel, every time they had a problem, they never went to God to ask him to do something for them. They always asked God, what must we do about this? The wisdom is the miracle. The wisdom is the miracle. But the problem is that because the wisdom, when it comes to you, you throw it aside because you are waiting for God to do something. When, 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 when uh, Moses stood by the sea and he cried to the Lord and he said, Lord, these people are going to kill us. What did God say? What is that in your hand? Stretch it on the Red Sea, and then the water split, and then he covered the people with the water. But you see, the miracle included Moses. I see a lot of Barcelonians living their lives as if they are in heaven. They don't want to get involved with God because when they get involved with God, it gives an impression that you don't have faith. Meanwhile, that is how faith is. I will tell you something. If you have faith to get healed, I salute you. But there is enough technology today for me to have faith to have a good 
medical aid. Because I believe that God can give me extra income to pay somebody to heal me than me cracking my mind to get healed. Because I live in a physical world. You see, we miss God and answer to prayer because we think in terms of divination. I prayed so God will do it. I prayed so God will cause it to happen. I have been struggling to tell you this story. Uh, but uh, maybe uh, many times I won't mention the figures. But let me tell you the story. My father got very sick. And I called a friend who has a lot of money. And I said, man, my father is very sick. And uh, can I borrow some money? Because I was a pastor here in Centurion. And he said to me, Ken, I don't have money. <clears throat> he could say one of his six cars. But he didn't have money. I believed him. I went through four or five friends, all of them that could afford to give me the amount of money that I was asking. I ran out of friends in South Africa. I called Zambia. I called a friend in Zambia who I know who also has a lot of money. Man, my father is sick and he has to go to the hospital from the village to Lusaka. Please help me. You know what? He didn't have money. Now I started lowering the bar to everyone else. And the guy that gave me money gave me 200 rand, which was enough money to transport my father from the village to go to Lusaka. And because, sorry, sorry, from Lusaka to the village. But because the money was not enough, my father gambled that he was going to use a taxi instead of a coach. So he would use a smaller bus, which was cheaper than a bus like the Intercape, because it's expensive, so that he can have change to move from the small town where the bus was going to take him to go to the village. So he had had a very big operation for his prostate, and they had put a catheter on him that he was going to live maybe for the rest of his life. And so what happened was, he got into this small bus at 10 in the morning. And it's a distance of 500 kilometers. And from 10 in the morning, because these guys of the taxi, they do all kinds of funny things, he only arrived in the small town at 0102 in the morning. And the catheter that he had displaced, it moved out, and he passed out in the taxi in the early hours of the morning. You understand that? And then the people, because he was alone, he couldn't go with my mother because there wasn't enough money. The people took him from the taxi, put him in a wheelbarrow, and rode the wheelbarrow to the hospital 
and they put him there in the hospital. They fixed the carpet and everything. He lived another year or two after that incident. Why am I telling you this story? After he died, after he died, the same incident happened. I didn't have enough money for me to bury him decently. So I sat down one day in the house and then I realized that what I am doing is wrong. Yes, I am a pastor. I am changing people's lives. But no one was seeing what was happening to me. Then I realized that every time I have prayed, why would God not send somebody to help me? Why would God even have all these rich friends look at me, see my father dying of prostate, and still I have to look for 200 rand? So I sat on my computer and I resigned as a pastor. I sent a resignation letter to my bishop and I told him, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I think this is not working for me. I'm sorry. I am living. I have a master's degree in leadership. Myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I said, God gave me an idea. The answer was in my qualification. I took my qualification. I sat on my computer for a few days. And I sent out a lot of proposals to a lot of companies. One of them bit. Like a fish, you bite. They bite. And I, they said, Ken, your proposal is good. I think we would want to do something with you. And then I went and I do, did consultancy work for four days. And they paid me a very good sum of money. I'm not lying to you. I'm not lying to you. It was about 12 to 13 times my monthly salary. One job. Why I'm telling you this story is because every time I prayed, I thought the answer to my prayer was in my rich friends. They have their own families. They have their own children, their own fathers. They're looking after those people. The answer to prayer was there. The missing link was me. You are missing out on God when you pray because you are waiting for other people. I'm going to talk about what it means to have a priestly prayer, things and stuff like that. But that's what I'm talking about today. Because I'm not talking to pastors. I'm talking to, uh, except Pastor Mlife, obviously, and, and a few guys. But, but I am talking to you. God wants to get involved with you. And when you are praying, don't go to a sangoma. Go to God. Because this God, I stayed six years. I, 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 I started to consult. I started to uh, enjoy what I was doing until uh, this job uh, came about. The guys at, at Dr. Dale, they asked me to take over Twana Central. That's when I had to stop to come here. So, when, when you are praying, 
be careful that you are not uh, what when you go to a divination what do they do what do we call that you are not uh, like uh, uh, you are not twilighting uh, you know when when you are praying you are not twilighting uma 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 utandaz au twala au twale au tandaz au twale you are praying you are not invoking things that they should go and break somebody's house that is why you girls they lie to you that that you can twala and then somebody will see your face nicely. Look, if there's no makeup, nothing. You will see the same. Yeah. You, you, can, you can pray all you want. I'm telling you that. The Bible says people see from outside. It's only God who sees the heart. So the outside must be taken care of. Look after the outside. People see the outside. People see the stilettos. Not those flat whatever shoes you're wearing. Hmm? And, you, and you have been praying for many years and you don't know why because you are removing yourself from the whole system you put yourself there and you ask God God what must I be wearing for these guys to be seeing me that is a good prayer oh, oh, oh sorry sorry flat sir no, there's time for flats. Yeah, there's time for flats. Let's go to 2 Kings 4, 1 to 7. One day, the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who saved you is dead. And you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons and, as slaves. What can I do to help you, Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all, except a flask of olive oil. She replied, and Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her and she filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar. She said to one of her sons, there aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened to, uh, what had happened, he said to her, now sell the olive oil and pay your debts and you and your sons can live on what is left over. Here is the predicament of a modern prophet. The modern prophet would have told this woman who has come for prayer. You know what you need to do? I want you to give me a seed. Uh, a certain amount of money as you come to see me 
and I am going to decree. So what he would have done is that he would have called this woman, come and, and sit here, and then I will lay my hands on you, and I will decree that your debt is paid. And then when you go home, you must cut the credit card and believe God that all is well. And then the prophet would take his beautiful wife to a nice hotel and sit down and have lunch. And then you are waiting and are getting more frustrated and are getting more frustrated. Why? Because the answer to your prayer, you think, didn't include you. Let me ask you a question. If you are the one that borrowed that person money, and then they just squash it. <laughs> Would you be happy? God just squashes the man. No. The Bible says the wicked borrow and they don't pay back. So the answer to prayer must include paying back the debt. Physical debt. That is the God that I believe in. He cannot come. If somebody else will pay the debt, they will pay the actual amount to the person who borrowed you the money. It can't just vanish in God. If he vanished, these people that are making money must be arrested. These pastors that are calling uh, money, money, uh, uh, miracle money and stuff like that, it's not good for the economy. You must understand that if there is a hole in the economy, there's going to be problems because then there's something that every money must be produced from an activity of production. So if I am just going to lay my hands on you to cover your debt, I am not helping you. This man, what he did is that he said, come, come here, come. This is what I want you to do. You go into your house. Uh, uh, you go and borrow the things from your neighbors. Borrow many, that's what he told her. And when you go in the house, pour oil in that. Now, here is what you must understand. The miracle was the oil that was not stopping. We don't deny that that is a miracle. But the size of the miracle depended on how many buckets she was going to get. Which means that the miracle Dependent on her. If God wants to give you money, the miracle is the wisdom, but you can start a spaza shop or a supermarket. The miracle depends on you. You see, this woman was seeing God's power happening in her hands. But you know what? That miracle and the size of the miracle depended on how many buckets she had. 
It did not, God, and, and the Bible says the moment she said there is no bucket, the oil stopped. There are a lot of no buckets declarations that we make because we think the miracle will come without getting you involved. I believe that God can make you a CEO of a company. But what I believe is that the, the root may not be that you will become a CEO of a company tomorrow. But you may find somebody to pay for your MBA. But you don't want to study. You understand that? Because the miracle involves gathering buckets. The miracle involves going into the house to pour out the oil. But you remember, all those could have been done. She could have had a lot of oil and she could have a lot of buckets. But there is one more thing that the prophet said to her. Go and sell. Even the selling depended on her. She could have been crying to the Lord with oil in the house. But the miracle was in selling the oil to the neighbors and to everybody else. I, I don't want myself to be a pastor of people that live like they are in heaven. I, I am tired of people that treat God as if he was a filling station for free. Just going there, you fill up and you come back. No. When you pray, when you pray, prayer is not an escape from responsibility. Actually, prayer is commitment to responsibility. Lord, I am committed. I want financial prosperity. What can I do? Then he will say, start one, two, three, four business. Wake up at four in the morning. Make your maguinha. Sell them at the bus stop before you go to work. And then go and work. Because we were told that when you are in Zalwane, you just say, baka ba 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 ba, and everything is going to be baka ba 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 ba. You will baka ba 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 forever. You will just be known as a baka ba 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 person. You understand that? In, there's a quote that I like from a guy called, he's a rabbi called Melani Aaron. He says, as Jews, when we pray for abundance, we pray not only for ourselves, but for the greater community. We don't just pray for the ends, for the things that we want God to do. He says, but we also pray for the means. We pray for the means. We, we, we pray, we want this thing to happen. We want our children to have the good education. We want our schools to be better schools. But they will also pray, Lord, help us to create those good schools. At Twani Central, at here at Twani Central, 
it, 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 is, it shouldn't be with all of you. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It's a scandal with all of us here at 20 Central to still be having some of the small little problems that we have here at 20 Central. I don't want to spend, ladies and gentlemen, one hour praying for a full tank in my car. It's a waste of time. I must be praying for other things. That is not something to pray for. That is something that we should solve because God wants it solved. Not by people out there, but by us. There are so many of us whose Christian life is just an escape. We just escape reality and we become these overzealous, over spiritual, over praying uh, Christians. But your life is not changing. Why? Because there's a missing link. And that missing link is not anything else but you. God has been answering your prayers, but your prayers are not happening. Why? Because you think somebody else must take care of your dying father like me. It hit me very hard. You must understand for me to resign my job, the church that I started, it means it went very deep and I heard him very clearly. So the problem was debt for this woman. She wanted her debt gone. The miracle was in the fact that the oil did not stop flowing. However, despite the miracle of the oil not stopping, human intervention of getting buckets and selling the oil was going to make this miracle work so the way we do things nowadays you know we we have all these uh, prayer meetings and uh, expecting bags of money on the road and stuff like that you have people that uh, the marriage is not working you your marriage is not working you, you are going you are going to the bush to go and pray meanwhile that's what is making your marriage not working because you are not sleeping in the house don't be foolish. I, Lord, make my wife love me. Make my husband love me. And when he tells you what to do, you don't want to do that. And you think that God will twist your husband, will twist your wife to just make them change. It, they will never change their minds. If it happens that way, all Christians would be having great marriages. All Christians would be prosperous. All Christians would not be sick. So when you look at the story, I'll finish up with this story. In Exodus chapter 17. Exodus 17, there's a story about Moses. So Moses and the children of Israel that were attacked by the Amalekites. And when they were attacked by the Amalekites, Moses told Joshua, look Joshua, me and Hal and this other guy, we are going to the mountain to go and pray, but gather the army. Gather the army and go and fight. Ladies and gentlemen, 
when Amalek attacked Israel and if Israel just depended on Moses to pray that nation was going to be annihilated it's always a marriage between the prayer on top of the mountain and the fight in the valley it's always that I have always seen that in church people that get prosperous it's people that pray but after they pray they go out and they work like mad people it's people that pray for God to intervene but the inter by intervention they don't mean I'm not involved by intervention they mean what can we do together the Bible says when Moses' hands went down Joshua was losing the battle and there's a lot of people that say oh Moses won the battle Moses did not win the battle Joshua did not win the battle the battle was won by the marriage of those two things you are the missing link in what God wants to do for your life I know you want health isn't it but you could be the missing link for that health because you're praying and expecting that health will come from somewhere else not knowing that you get involved you, you want a great career hmm. a great career you pray for a great career but when God comes to you he will say to go to the valley and he will say go and fight in the valley while we are praying for you on top of the mountain you want a great business if you think that your tanks are going to make a good business when you treat customers like trash they will never come back in spite your your tanks that actually they will tell everybody don't go to that business of that tongue talker yes because she or he is not treating us well you know you, you, you want financial prosperity it's within range it's within range you and God it's within range but I can tell you it is not going to come you could win the lot once in a while but it will not come from just that it will come from praying correctly and getting involved correctly with God getting the right channels to do those things you know if, 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 if being a Christian meant that we just lay hands on people sometimes myself I, I really feel terrible some of the things we lay hands for people for we're just wasting their time God is not a sangoma he didn't create you to put him on a list on a liche go and do this for my wife God to go and do stuff for your wife you who are you to send God to your wife God, God please my husband <clears throat> let us stand let us stand <laughs> <Central>. <laughs> 
This is going to be, this is a great church. <laughs> you are great people. Because I can tell you, nobody will go home the same today. Nobody. Everybody that is going to go home will sit down and they will tell themselves, how have I been a missing link? And I'm telling you, in the next five years, I have said this before, in the next five, ten years, here at Swanee Central, some of you, the, 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 the offices at the back there, the, the top of that office is a concrete. It's a concrete, right? We prepared it for those of you that can be bold enough to be coming to church in a chopper. <laughs> in a helicopter, you know, and we know, oh, that's Mr. Kumalo now. He's landing, man. <laughs> He's landing. Because it's a pa 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 Not every year, every year, you are praying for God to change your life and God has been telling you things to do and every year, you are not listening because you are expecting that God will buy something for you. He will never, ever buy anything. If God buys things for people, I'm telling you, many people there that pray would have a lot of stuff. Never. He wants you involved. And that is why I pray that you listen to what I am saying today. Because I want people that will walk with God and whose lives are going to be so changed. There's a guy here in our church. He started a farm. And uh, he called me up and said, now I have harvested the, 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 the butternuts. And I'm bringing butternuts. And he still works. He is earning more money in butternuts. You are going to continue attending those crossovers. Continue going to all those prophets and continue to be laying hands on until you become bold. It's, it doesn't work that way. Amen? Um, somebody's like, hey, since he started wearing glasses, he's, he's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, I am seeing you. <laughs> I am seeing you. <laughs> And I'm seeing you, and I'm telling you, your life is going to change. You will be proud of me. You will tell your friends, that is my pastor. Yes. When, 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 when you tell me, take me to Singapore for holiday, say, this is for my pastor, you know, this, I'm taking him to Dubai. You know, don't just take me to Mpumalanga all the time. <laughs> Dubai. Singapore. Hong Kong, Florida, you know? Yeah, Mpumalanga is good. But I've gone there so many times already. And it's a new destination. Amen. Let us pray. <clears throat> Father God, we thank you so much today. Thank you for every one of these, your children. And I know that, Lord, you have a great plan for every one of them. And how I pray today in Jesus' name that, Lord, even as we have been sharing these concepts and ideas, that you will help them, dear Lord, to incubate them 
you will help them, dear Lord, to meditate on them and that you will help them, dear Lord, to start that journey towards where you want them to be. I pray today in Jesus' name that, Lord, they will never again be that missing link in their prayer life. So I pray and I ask all this in Jesus' name. And everybody say it. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord.